What's up, bitches? It's Pickle Rick here with uh, <laughs> Respawn Rick. Aim Fire, the kick. Uh, Pickle Rick! Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick ass irreverent gaming podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm one of your dumbass hosts, Adam. <laughs> We've been watching Rick and Morty Gumbert, and today we have with us Chad. Give yourself a middle name, Michael Ennis. Shit on the floor. That's Get my middle name. Shit on the floor. Raise your posterior. <laughs> Head bent over. Raised a posterior. <laughs> Pull down your panties. Still <laughs> oh, I just got oh. Mountain Dew in my nose. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. You can only catch us live on Twitch.tv/AlphaBidiot Sunday evenings at 8:30. Today it's a little late because somebody went to an amusement park. I did. Um, YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Uh, I, I, before I get to my random note, by the way, folks, mm. uh, I'm going to explain how my mind works, which is not a good thing. But before I get to that. Chad, what, tell me about your trip to your amusement park. Oh, I went to, there's an amusement park called uh, California's Great America. Not to be confused with Donald Trump's Great America. Completely different. Son of a, okay. Uh, and I, uh, it used, no, it did not used to be a Six Flags. It was previously like a licensed thing, maybe through Paramounts, but then Cedar Fair bought it. And now it's just like a random thing. And the only licensed thing they have is Peanuts characters. And they still have that, huh? And I didn't know this. They have a Mass Effect ride, which was oh really, which was not not great. <laughs> I'm sure it used to be the Top Gun ride, and now it's Mass Effect. No, it's one of those 4D experiences. Oh yeah. And actually, what's really funny is that while we were waiting in line, my friend was like, "This looks like it was originally something else, and then they just reskinned it to be Mass Effect," because like half of the building, they don't even bother to. Uh, do any kind of like immerse you in it and make it look cool. It's just like, just like giant tarps with Mass Effect relays p- painted on them. And it's like, <laughs> okay. So we looked it up, and it turns out, no, in 2016, it was literally just built to be a Mass Effect ride. But, but then on they just our, did tarps. On our way out, we noticed one of those things where you like get into four rows, you go in, you sit down, you have the little box experience. They spray you in the face with water, and it smells yep. weird, and it's 3D glasses. On our way out, there was a door that was cracked open and we sneaky sneak inside and looked and it was a second theater for the same ride but it was just now costume storage for like this new orleans festival thing that was going on at the time so it was just nothing but a ton of feathers and boas and green and purple shit and we were like oh that's kind of sad because this theme park they just announced last month is going to die in the next 10 years. Sometime in the next 10 years, yeah, they're yeah. just like, all right, it's going away. We don't get enough. And then so to find out that, oh, those giant tarps are just covering up the other half of this thing that they no longer use anymore because no one goes to this park. Yeah. So, But it was still a fun time. Went to my first water park. Uh, it was pretty dope. Went down some tubey tubes. Felt like, uh, found out what it was like to be a little poopy going down a toilet bowl and just circling around yeah. it and getting sprayed in the face with water. Yeah. That was cool. Went in a wave pool. Exactly tasted cool. very salty. Nah, Ooh, don't don't salt. drink the wave pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely piss from seven year olds to eleven year olds. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But they, it was like the last day of this like New Orleans festival that they had, and we had uh, we had these three taste like you get as part of your ticket. You had to go to like a bunch. They had a bunch of different stands, and you could like redeem three little vouchers for different New Orleans taste foods. And they all had like gross shit in them, and so <laughs> like like it was like weird alligator gumbo, and it was like 
but neither of us like seafood. And then so we went up to there was this guy holding in line. And he had a, a thing full of just like rice and sausage and pieces of chicken. We're like, oh, that looks delicious. He's like, oh, yeah, it's the jambalaya. We went to the jambalaya, and what I got from the jambalaya station was the same thing, but with tons of little shrimps in it. And then they put a whole fucking prawn on there, like eyeballs and shell and like claws and whiskers and shit like that. I was like, and I immediately just put them on top of a trash can. And instead, we redeemed all of ours for beignets and funnel cake instead. So I had a lot of dessert last night, and I took a lot of naps during work today. So (laughs) I'm feeling great today. Yeah. Man, that jambalaya is great though. That smoked sausage, or uh, is it summer? Yeah, smoked summer sausage, where it's like kind of spicy. The sausage in the jambalaya. I, I don't know. I literally mm-hmm. didn't take a bite. As soon as I saw that thing on top with the eyeballs, I said, "You yeah. are." I didn't. I was gonna throw it away, but then my friend was like, "Don't throw it away. Give it to somebody." And I was like, "Are you gonna accept random jambalaya from a stranger at a theme park?" No. I'm not taking a random. I'll compromise and I'll leave it on the trash can in case someone wants to come pick it up. There you go. Perfect. I'm glad you enjoyed your B tier. <laughs> <Get deep back. laughs> yes. Still sounds fun. So as for me, before we get into the show, we've got stuff coming up. We're talking, honestly, news is super light, but there's Pokemon stuff. There is Diablo leaks. We've got Ideal Simeo indeed. <laughs> Ideal you know, lots, of, lots of good stuff. But before we get to it, so I wrote in the doc, Frankie Munez. Yep. T-S-W-S-M. And I did that at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon today, and Chad doesn't know what it means. So... Here's how awful my mind is. You don't want to be in here. <laughs> I was, I got on Twitter and somebody posted a meme, a meme of Walter White playing a video game. But it was like, you know, it wasn't really him. It was just like clips or whatever. And I was sure. like, oh, Walter White. I remember when he was in the first Godzilla movie that the director, Gareth Edwards, said he never watched Breaking Bad. He knew um, Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Malcolm in the Middle. And then my brain goes like, oh, yeah, he was great on Malcolm in the Middle. That was like a really fun, weird show mm-hmm. about an awful family. I was like, Frankie Muniz, man, he was a big star for a little bit. I wonder what Frankie Muniz is up to. What was that famous, Ooh. what was that movie that Frankie Muniz Ooh. was in? And then my main, my brain went to this, and I typed it into, into Google. Frankie Muniz in The Spy Who Shagged Me. What? Which is not, it's not the movie that Frankie <laughs> no. Muniz was in. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually in Agent Cody Banks, which yes. is a kid spy movie, but I conflicted it and thought that he was in the Austin Powers movie. But I just assumed assumed Frankie Muniz was in a movie called The Spy Who Shagged Me, <laughs> which is not Agent Cody Banks. I believe like Amanda Bynes or some other young teenager was in it. Like, he did not shag a teenager in that spy movie. Um, and yeah, that's just how my mind works. I saw a picture of Walter White, and I got to Frankie Muniz shagging a teenage girl in a, the Spy Who Shagged Me movie that he never made. That's fantastic. Yeah, fun fun great. side story. Uh, Agent Cody Banks makes an appearance regularly during our raids in Destiny. Because there are, <laughs> there's oftentimes when Audrey and I have to like bank, we have to like go collect these things and then bank them at the central location. And probably 60-70% of the time I say, all right, AG, uh, I just got my things and Agent Cody banked them. We're good. Agent Cody Banks, done. Mm. <laughs> so he Very makes nice. a regular appearance. They had two of those movies, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Big Fat Anyways. Liar? That's the Frankie Muniz one, right? Yep. Frankie Muniz Paul Giamatti. He turns blue. At, at, the, uh, at the Universal Studios Hollywood, they have a backlot tour and they show you, there's a, a part where they like show you how they flood movie sets and they have the set where Paul Giamatti's standing there and then the flood comes down the little ravine and it's like, ah, and he gets carried away and they actually flood it while you're there on the little trolley. Oh, 
That's pretty cool. I like that they're calling back to a movie from 2003. We're good right. on uh, Universal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a great time. Uh, anyways, we're going to get to our main quest. It's whatever. Uh, Chad will be excited because Pokemon had some big news talking all about Scarlet and Violet. Ooh. Of the, yeah. Of the things. These are for multiple stories at IGN. Pokemon Scarlet, it's right there. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is a fully open world and can be explored in any order. But now we know the game will include three main campaign story, three main story campaigns, including the usual gym battle route. Now, anytime I'm reading this, interrupt me because again, none of this is a thing that I'm super excited for. Right. Um, so you interrupt me. It was like, oh, that's a cool thing. But anyways, no, man, the, I'm going to struggle. The any order. Well, I'll, I'll save this for when you get to the gyms. Keep going. Yeah, I'm gonna. Here, people, I, I play Pokemon. I enjoy it. I like Sword and Shield. I can't name these motherfuckers for nothing because <laughs> when you play the game, they just go, ee! so I don't know what their <laughs> names actually are. Uh, so excuse me while I mispronounce Pokemon names. Journeys in the Paldea region will begin with your character joining a school. From there, you'll be given a special independent study project known only as the Treasure Hunt. The Treasure Hunt will see you exploring Paldea, where three grand stories are on offer and can be approached in any order. Uh, one of these stories revolves around becoming the region's best trainer by beating the leaders of eight Pokemon gyms. However, in the new games, there will be no set path through the eight gyms, meaning you can take them on in any order. This is what I'm we curious try. about, yeah. how this works. Because mm -hmm. traditionally, it, that this is the thing that gates you from just breezing through the entire game. is figuring out how to unlock these gyms, doing something locally, probably in whatever that town is. And then there's a level of difficulty that you have to like grind in order to get tough enough to beat these people. So if you can tackle any of these eight gyms in any order, I'm curious. Pokemon does not seem like the, like a game that is smart enough to adapt the gym leader's level to where you are. Like, usually it's like, oh, this person always has a level 34 Venusaur that you got to beat. And it's like, cool, as long mm -hmm. as I can get my Charizard up to probably level 28 with Ember, I can do it all in one go. So I, I don't feel like Pokemon can say, cool, just whichever one you go to first will be like level 8 or 10, and whichever one you go to second, that doesn't seem like something Pokemon's capable of doing to me. Now, what I've heard, and I don't know where this was from, it was watching uh, KFG the other day, and someone wrote it and talked about it, that apparently that they are they do not scale. They are set levels at each gym, but technically I guess you could go do the other two stories and be high level and come back and then do the last gym first if you want it. What would naturally okay. be the last gym first? So apparently it seems like, yeah, it doesn't scale, but you don't have to do... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can just do whatever, but okay. again, your Pokemon necessarily won't be. So it's open world, that. but it's very, very difficult to do it in any order that's not intended. Yeah, right unless I guess gate. you just grind out the other story missions, right. and then everyone's <clears throat> super strong. That's what I've heard. I don't know if there's. And then it's like, cool. Seven of these gyms are not fun anymore. <laughs> I can go in just with a fucking meowth with scratch and just scratch everything to death, and then that's not fun. One it's just everybody. annoying. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just Pokemon, right? Yep. Uh... The two other campaigns are more of a mystery, although there are some distinct possibilities for those hinted at in the new footage. Oh god, this is where I'm going to struggle. Another could revolve around the game's new battle mechanic, terrestalizing. Terrestalizing? Ter that, that sounds good to me. Terrestalizing. We're going to call it Big T. Uh, this option <laughs> allows any Paldea Pokemon in the game to turn into a new gem-like form which makes them stronger and can even change their element type. The game will also introduce Terra Raid battles, which can reward you with Pokemon that have rare Terra types. No specific story reason was giving why Big T is a part of the game, but the official website says the new professors Sada and Toro are researching the phenomenon, so it seems likely to form part of a story campaign. So This is just another um, useless mechanic 
Another useless make your Pokemon big and strong mechanic. It's, we yep. started with Mega Evolutions. We had Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing, Terrestrializing. It's just like, no one cares about this shit. I don't know. Uh, Professor Tora and uh, the other one are going to be hot and horny. If You're you right. Can, you're you know, right. If it makes them the happy, I'll Pokemon. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It just seems like another, yeah, like make make my monster grow. Right. Which I was fine, though. It's like, oh, this giant fucking bunny is beating the shit out of people. Um, but now he turns into a big crystal. Uh, the other story could possibly revol revolve around the game's legendaries. Corridon and Miradon. Dot, dot, dot. The next part of the story, the new legendary Pokemon are bicycles. <laughs> uh, across the ground, Corridon and Miradon, again, I don't want to say it, I don't care, can act as a living bike for speedy cross uh, country travel, hitting water while uh, we'll see them transform into a boat like vehicle while taking the skies, we'll see wings deploy. It seems like most, uh, almost any kind of uh, terrain won't be an issue uh, since the gameplay footage showed them climbing straight up sheer cliff faces as well as normal grass fields and gentle waves. Uh, the Pokemon website does know that the three, three forms have to be learned, so it may uh, that you have to act. And so it may be that you access ground, sea, and air traversal over a time period of time rather than right away. So, yes, the legendaries are mode of transportation um, in the game. So, again, that could be another, the third story people might think is, oh, go get your legendary and go around the world fucking on a boat with your Pokemon. Uh, again, I mean, the only part about this I remember is one of them, both of the Pokemon have wheels in their chest. Uh-huh. Um, because they turn into bikes, and one of them runs, and one of them scoots around on the wheels. Yeah. Running when you have a wheel in your chest, it's fucking dumb. But yeah, I, you're I a bicycle with two Pokemon. wheels, and neither of the wheels touches the ground. How stupid no. is that? Because that one's not a vault. That, that one's not the te that's the caveman one. That's not the technical advanced one. The technical advanced one knows it uses wheels. I guess it's caveman stupid. had wheels, but that's fine. This uh, is the so part. Yeah. This is the part that bugs me a little bit. Like Pokemon has had. Since the very first games, they've had, you know, ways of gating you from accessing certain areas with the same mechanic. You know, you have to wait to get the bicycle, and then you have to learn Flash, or you have to learn Surf, or you have to learn Fly, and all these kind of things before you can get there. And over time, they've made it more accessible by, oh, you no longer have to waste a random Pokemon's move slot. It's just, like, something you know now, but you learn across the way. And then it's like... Cool, we'll have a Tauros just bring you places. And it's just like a dedicated Pokemon for this particular task. Mm. And I don't like the fact that they are now just turning the legendary Pokemon, like on the box, legendary Pokemon that you're supposed to be super pumped and supposed to be mysterious, that the games are... like Traditionally, these Pokemon are like stuff of legend. There are hints about them, but people have never seen them before. And they're super cool and mysterious, and they usually have some huge plot twist that like is really cool. And now it's just like, oh, they're going to be with you most of the time, and you're going to use them to just, like, scoot over water and cut a, a leaf sometimes that's in your way. And it's like, oh, that totally takes everything cool out of both of these Pokemon for, for me. And I don't care anymore about either one of them. Turn them into yeah, a bike maybe, and see me scoot yeah. myself away from them. I don't care. But I would assume, again, assuming there are three missions and maybe this is one of them, Go after this one first, just because you don't care. Get out the way. But then also, now that they're going open world, because I never played Arceus, but apparently, like, you got to go walk. And it's a big fucking walk. So, you know, get the cool yeah. Pokemon that lets you go across the open world fun. Um, maybe do that first. I don't know. Yeah. It is uh, weird. It, it's a weird decision. It seems like it's, it's, it's more... 
It's more more of the same Pokemon, just with like slightly different names and appearances. And so this is just this is all confirming that for me. And then also just taking the coolness of the legendaries, which is really all you care about in these games, is like how cool are the fucking Pokemon, and just completely taking all the air out of it. So I am now less interested in this than I was before. And I might not even buy it. Usually I do buy the games and then I just like play an hour of them. I might not even buy this one. So the question for me is, as the guy who, you know, you play Pokemon, assuming that it's similar but it's an open world game, mm -hmm. it, would that not be enough and you would have still preferred Arceus because it was completely different? Is that what you're assuming? Like if it goes is the way you're thinking, you'll be like at the end of the year, you're like Arceus was better. Yeah. Because what was what was better about Pokemon Legends Arceus was the the entire mechanic of the game. Open world part was the worst part of that game. It was terrible, and mm. the, the actual like exploration and the draw distance and all that kind of shit, and the clunkiness of getting from region to region that was terrible. But the ball mechanics, the stealth mechanics, like getting into battles and doing them differently than you had ever done them before with strong and weak attacks, like like that was the that was what was revolutionary about. Pokemon Legends Arceus, not the open world part of it. So, mm -hmm. right now, I haven't even played this new one, but I can already tell you that, yeah, Arceus is better. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think if they... Because, again, they're talking about three grand stories. If one of them is traditional, do the gyms, blah, 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 blah. But if the other two are different like Arceus, maybe not exactly just, like, you know, stealth and go collect data. But if they <clears> do something interesting, that would be cool. But if it's just, like... Oh, well, we're dedicating a lot of time to these legendaries that you don't care about. Or we're dedicating a lot of time to the big, big mode. I don't know. But I, don't... There, I think there's still a possibility it could be interesting, but you're right. If it's just the basic same thing, but they say it's three stories, then I get, who gives a shit, right? I'm not even sure that these... I feel like these three big stories that you play through are probably just the same shit we've had in all the Pokemon games, just packaged differently. Like I mean, one of them is for sure. We absolutely know that yeah, the eight gym eight story gyms. is absolutely the same. But mm -hmm. usually the eight gyms is wrapped up in another like Team Rocket story, Team Aqua story, where like, oh my god, they're taking over and kidnapping Pokemon and all that kind of shit. That's probably now just another like the second story or the third story, and eight gyms is just like, cool, just go town to town and beat the people. We know that's what you wanted to do originally anyway. Just go town to town and beat the people. And then if you care about the Team Rocket story, we've now just spun that out into its own separate thing. And if you care about the story of discovering the legendaries, which isn't baked in any way, then that's now its own third story. So I think it's probably all the same bullshit, just packaged differently. Could be true. I guess we'll see on the date that the game comes out. I don't have that information. November nine? Something what like if that. I click on, oh, what it can't if be I November nine. That's story, that's God of War. November eighteenth. November eighteenth. Okay. So, nine days after your mom's birthday, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Uh, uh, eight days after my mom's birthday. Eight. Okay. I got you. Right, I guess we'll see in November. Uh, we'll see, but I bet if someone's like, it's really good, Chad. It's co-op. I bet you'll get it. I mean, yeah. If, if all the other boys are playing it, I'm going to get it and I'm going to play it. I hope it's what you want, though. I hope you get what, what you want. Because, again, yeah, Arceus, Arceus seemed like a cool... Uh, direction, so yeah, keep doing something like that, be cool. Two Pokemon games, two mainline Pokemon games, the same year, too. Think about that, that's fucking wild. That's fucking what that's you. I did not, I did not put that together until right now that Arceus was this year, yeah, January or February. Yeah, like for some reason, I thought that was January last year. 
damn. Time flies and is also very short. Science. There you go. That's how it works. Um, So, I guess next we'll go up to playtime. Chad, you say take a guess, I dare you. Uh I'm trying to think, what could Chad be playing? Something that starts with a D. I never want to see the fucking derelict Leviathan ever again in my life, Adam. And I know mm-hmm. you don't know what that means. It's, it's I know what a derelict Leviathan. I know what those two words mean. <laughs> There's, you know, so this season in Destiny, they brought back the Leviathan, which was the giant ship from the first raid in Destiny Two. Okay. And that raid got retired a couple years ago when Beyond Light came out, and we haven't been back there since. So. Uh, they brought it back, and it was like, now it's all spook- spooky and haunted with nightmares and all that kind of shit. And they usually have a seasonal event every season, like a, a different type of cool new thing that you can do um, every single season, a new type of activity to do. And the season pass, not the season pass, they, ha- they have these weekly seasonal challenges throughout the season. And one of them is to complete... I don't know, uh, 55, 60 of these nightmare activity, nightmare containment activities on the Leviathan, and the season's ending in two weeks, and as the completionist I am, I had to, had to get all these triumphs and all these challenges, so I spent so much time this week. I literally, I had my TV muted, and I just had a <laughs> podcast going while yeah, I mindlessly I just fucking did these things for hours and hours. You're just like running circles? I mean, it's it's just kill. It's uh, go to this thing and for four minutes, kill just a ton of people that come and shoot these little things on the wall, and then mm-hmm. a minute later, go to the other side and do the same exact thing, and then yeah. go fight a boss. Whole thing takes like twelve to fifteen minutes, and then you just do that again and again, and the environment never changes, the enemies never change. It's the same fucking thing over and over. But I did it. I got all the shit. And then there's also, there's a triumph in there that's like, in this one area, off, there, the, the thing about the Derelict Leviathan too in this is that it's three main areas, but two of them are completely wasted. Like, there's the one that all of the activity happens in, and then there are two other areas that they do almost nothing with. And so, to get this seal, which is like, you get a cool title of like, haunted or flame keeper or whatever it is that goes ghost on your fucker. character a ghost fucker so when people see you running around it says chad mike Innes, ghost fucker yeah um in order to get the seal the last thing i had to do was oh i had to do this event where it's a random thing that occurs in this one area of the leviathan so it's not something you can trigger or you can go you just had to go Ooh, there random. and just fight people that. until it shows up three hours adam Three hours, I was just running around this fucking thing, listening to podcasts on mute, shooting mindlessly until this tiny little flag showed up that said, "Hey, you can now call in these uh, these assault friends from from Keitel, and this event will start." And that's all I needed. And it was like you just you call that in, you fight like three bad guys, and you're done. And that's all I needed for this stupid haunted title, but I got it. That was great. You got it all. You did it. And I and I, I it's going to be a very long time until I want to go back to the Leviathan. Unless in two weeks, when the new raid that's coming back, they haven't announced which one it is, but a, a raid that was retired is returning. If it's the Leviathan, then I'm going to be equally as stoked to go back. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I love the Leviathan. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oof, man, that kind of grinding stuff is... Uh, I, I also... So I was playing... I didn't write it down. I also... I get played uh, more multiverses, played a little more Elden Ring. Mm. Some things I played before. 
but in multiverses i'm doing the season the season zero pass because it's not technically season one yet and i've done all the seasonal challenges so far except for one and it's like hit 200 charged attacks and i was like i'm not gonna worry about that one but then i clear everything else out i'm like you know what this is the last one left. Uh -huh. Am I going to like go to like bot mode or training mode and just fucking just charge attack again and again and again and again to get this big boost to my battle pass? I'm not going to do it, but I'm thinking about it, you know? Uh, do I it, man. Do it. do it. Do it. Coward. Uh, I'll just pay. I'll just pay to boost my thing. <laughs> I like it. In that game, you just pay and get the end of the battle pass. Yeah. And fuck it. Yeah. I ain't going to work for that. Uh, but me, I did play some new things, new old things. I completed God of War. So I played it when it came out. Haven't touched it in a while. But then I got PS Plus Extra to play Stray. And I was like, I was in the middle of a playthrough. My PS Plus elapsed. So I was like, well, I'll just get PS Plus when I want to get PS Plus. So I could, but I couldn't play God of War because I didn't own it on PS5. Then I was like, oh, I have the thing back. I can play this game again. And I went and finished it, getting ready for Ragnarok. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, fun time. I like this game. I... All of my things stand where I'm like, I love the, I love Kratos. Oh my god, I love Kratos. I love the actor of Atreus, but I fucking hate Atreus. <laughs> Holy shit. He is, he's a bad kid. He's a bad boy. <laughs> he's a bad, bad boy. It's just uh, spoilers for a fucking a game from four years ago. But Atreus is Loki, really. We learned that at the end of the game. He's Loki. Cool. But I, I knew it was coming up, and I forgot how annoying he was. But remember, I, we, we talked last time I talked about God of War, I was like, I love the game. Atreus is annoying. The actor's great, but I hate Atreus. And he's all, like, whiny and fucking complains. <laughs> and then you tell him he's a god because he's 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 dying of electricity if you don't tell him he's a god. <laughs> and then he is the worst. And, like, oh, what he was before, but times ten. When you're, he's arguing with the dwarf, and he's like, these little people and their little problems. I'm like, Trey, shut the <laughs> fuck up before I knock your bitch ass out. Um, <laughs> and then I do love when you go to hell, though, and his dad, like, sits and he's like, listen the fuck here. He's like, we're here right now because of you. Don't you fucking talk bad about your mother again. Or I will fucking kill you. And he's like, all right, dad. And then he has a quick turnaround. He's like, oh, now me and Brock are, or me and, uh, what's, it, Brock? what's the other dwarf? Is it Brock and... I can never remember the weird remember. one's name. And they're like, hey, we're best friends. Hey, buddy. He's like, it's okay, kid. I'm like, this kid was an asshole 45 minutes ago, and I had to fucking put him in his place. Uh, again, great game. Sindri. Brock and Sindri. Sindri. Uh, great game. I'm very excited for Ragnarok. I just hope I don't hate Atreus again, because it's just because I know kids like that, and Atreus is a badass little kid, and I yeah. know those kids in real life, and I want to punch those children. <laughs> uh, but no, great game. I'm ready, very ready for Ragnarok. It's going to be interesting um, now that that kid is through... Yeah. Has gone through puberty. He's a teenager now. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, it also makes, you know, what I was thinking, cause I forgot about in that game how everything is like people foresee the future and da da da. And like they make a point, it's real uh, like low key, but they're like, hey, you know, like past, present, and future are all kind of happening at the same time. And it's like, oh, fuck. That's right. We're going to have teenage Atreus. And they're like, how's Fenrir here? Well, you know, past, present, and future have all happened at the same time. So he can be a teenage boy looking at his big boy son and still be a teenage boy who hasn't had sex yet. That's very possible. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get there when we get there. We'll have a great time. Uh, and then the other thing I did. Oh, oh what's happening? Oh, 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 oh my no. God. Chad. Adam, are you okay? I can't see you. Where have you? Are you okay? <laughs> the predator got me. <laughs> I do have a predator mask, everybody. That's watching fantastic. Video. It's a fun time. 
I love it. It's very cool. Uh, watch Prey. Fucking love that fucking movie. Yeah, Prey was great, man. I'm a big AVP fan. I love all the Alien, all the Predator movies, even the very bad ones, which is about half of them. But uh, Prey was great. It reminded me a lot of like, yeah, let's do this movie, but 300 years ago. And there's a lot of, I think it's very smart. It's very much a Predator movie. Like, same plot point, same thing happened. But it's, I like how smart it is, where it's like, the Predator is basically doing the thing, the same thing that she's doing, right? Where it's like, I have to go out on this hunt to prove I'm an adult. Like, prove my manhood, prove my womanhood, prove I'm a hunter, prove this. And they're all, they're on very similar tracks. And I like that, that back and forth between them. They're like, they're kind of, they're kind of doing the same thing here. I like this, this dichotomy. So I, I enjoyed it very much. I wish it was in movie theaters because I love to see it on a big screen, but I'll watch it on Hulu. That's fine. Would it be surprising to you to learn that before this movie, the only Predator movie I'd seen was Alien vs. Predator? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are better ones. Yeah, AVP's yeah. fun, though. It's not good, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really yeah. love this movie, and I had this like weird mental epiphany in the middle of it about the way language and, and non-native English speakers are portrayed on screen. Because mm -hmm. in this movie... We're watching this tribe of Native Americans speaking straight, regular-ass 2022 English. Yeah. And at first I was like, wow, this is really unnatural, and it kind of takes me out of it. And then I was thinking to myself, I was like, no, they're not speaking English. The film is translating their natural tongue to English for me because I'm a dumb American, and I, and I don't... Well, and they show that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because a character comes up, he's like, hey, I know a lot of languages. Like, oh, he's not speaking English, he's speaking Comanche and, but we're hearing English because we know English. Of yeah. And then I started to think about all the other movies that I've seen where they portray these people speaking native tongues, whether it's, you know, Native American or French or whatever it might be. They portray these people who are supposed to be speaking their native tongues, but they're speaking in broken, fragmented English. Mm. And I was like, that makes no fucking sense now. And I, we, I just no. accepted it as like, oh, that's authentic because they're speaking in French accents and it's in broken English. And I was like, oh, but no. Why would I why would I hear broken English when they are speaking completely intelligibly to one another in full sentences in their native tongue? Why do I hear it broken? That's that doesn't make any sense. This is the yeah, way the it should be. Yeah, the movie the movie is translating for us, the viewer yeah. who is speaking English. There's also a Comanche version of the movie like they completely shot it in Comanche. Really? It's an option on Hulu. So I do want to watch that version just to not, you know, not dubbed Comanche, but like actually they're speaking Comanche? I I believe it's actually spoken in Comanche. No way. That's I awesome. Believe, I believe that's in the language. If I'm saying it wrong, my bad. But no, it is. They did it in a native, you know, Native American tongue, like the movie in that. Because they say words. Like when she says whatever yeah. it is, I'm like, whatever that word is, obviously context clues. That's like I hunt and I become a hunt. I become a hunter. I become an adult. Whatever that word is, obviously. But yeah, you're right. It is weird that other movies are like, here's this person speaking broken English. But it's like the movie's translating for me. I don't need them to speak broken English. Right. They can just speak English. It's fine. It's wild. Very cool. Good movie. I'm glad you liked it. And there's some things in that movie that are clues to other movies, but you don't need to know it. It's all good. Well, now I'm trying to decide. I was I was telling the boys, I was like, I, I, I've never seen a Predator movie. This is good. And they're like, oh, you should watch Predator. But also, have you seen Rambo? Oh, you should watch Rambo. Also, have you seen, <laughs> have you seen all the Rockies? And I was like, oh, I saw the first Rocky, and I didn't enjoy it. And there was this weird rape scene, and uh, and they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Go see all the Rockies. I was like, well, fuck. Now I can't see all the '80s movies all at once. Like, you should. I got to figure out what to prioritize. Do. I would say, okay, Predator. You've seen Prey. Prey is Predator, but better. Okay. Uh, I think, just because. 
Predator is good, but it, the, it's eighties and it's very early like technology, so it is what the it is. muddy mud mud. I've yeah. you know there are so many things from the original Predator movie that I have just like through pop culture that references you know. that yeah, I just you know. I feel like I know the whole movie. I love how they did that in this movie where she gets in the mud. I was like, yeah. oh, there it is. But then and maybe like, it's not. Uh, maybe maybe that's not mud. Maybe it's poop. Maybe it doesn't serve the same purpose. <laughs> Maybe they don't do the same mud scene because yeah. she washes the mud off immediately. Uh, I would say watch Predators. Okay. Because where, where does Adrian where Brody. does Adrian Brody figure into all this? That's in Predators. Oh, okay, that's Plural. Predators. Okay. Yes, not that's Predator Two. Predator movie. No, Predator Two is Danny Glover. Why don't Why don't Predator and Alien follow the same naming convention? Predator Predator Two Predators. Yeah, you're right. Alien Aliens whatever. Alien Three. We'll talk about it after, but there's a reason that Predators is named Predators. Okay. And Predator 2 is not. Anyways, everyone watch Prey. It's on Hulu. It's fucking very good. Yes. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Anyways, we're going to our quest log, which is not as interesting as Prey. Well, no, there's some good stuff in here. Stuff that makes me really mad. Uh, Diablo 4, <laughs> it sprung a leak, Captain. Aye, uh, aye, Captain. Aye, Dios mio. <laughs> oh lord uh from cameron koch at GameSpot, leaked diablo 4 screenshots and footage from a private build of the game have given fans their first first look at how the next entry in uh blizzard's iconic arpg franchise will handle difficulty settings and character creation Ooh, fascinating screenshot oh it's very interesting screenshots show players uh will be able to choose from a number of different body types faces hairstyles accessories tattoos and mm. more when it comes to customizing their character with the leaked images appearing to show options for what looks like diablo 4's barbarian or maybe the druid uh players can randomize their appearance of their character and will have the option of creating hardcore quote-unquote permadeath or seasonal ladder characters as well as the ability to choose between more or less guidance in regards to the game's tutorials when it comes to difficulty setting at least at the start of Diablo 4, it looks like there will be two, Adventurer and Veteran. If you play video games, Adventure is easy mode, Veteran is normal mode. Uh, the leaks are believed to be from a friends and family private beta for Diablo that is currently ongoing, according to reports. Most of the leaked images and videos of the private beta have been pulled from sites like Twitter, but can still be found around the web. Wink, wink, go to subreddit, wink, <laughs> wink. So, I know you're excited for Diablo. I am, yeah. I am as well. Uh, we got some leaks, and it seems like a good time. Yeah, yeah, I I do appreciate the character creation thing. Like if if you're able to create a character that you're able to connect to more because like, oh, I enjoy playing this barbarian because he has cool badass tattoos in a way that I chose and I want to represent myself. Like that's cool. Tattoos. Tattoos, sorry. Yes, tattoos. Like that's cool. I I do acknowledge that like it's a little bit of a drift away from the Diablo lore. Part of what I thought was kind of cool about Diablo 3 was like it's continuing the story of these the very very loose threaded story. Of, like, the barbarian in Diablo 3 is the same barbarian you played as in Diablo 2. Comes from that tribe, and, like, it kind of carries oh, over. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, if you're able to create your own barbarian in this one, obviously it's not going to be canonically the same one. Which I don't care. I don't think I fucking care. Because, <laughs> honestly, it's just the same, it's the same shit in a different place with different bosses and skills, and that's it. But it's fun. So, Especially because you can that. make them for different modes, like... Oh, this is just my season 11 fucking druid, so yeah. he can look like the fucking uh, Jeremy Piven. Like, I don't care. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. I do I do appreciate what appears to be a much more simplified difficulty system, because especially when it comes to Diablo 3, there are, like, the to begin with, there's, 
like easy, I don't remember the names of them, it's like easy, medium, hard, hell, really hell, very hard hell, torment, torment one, torment two, torment three, all the way up to like torment 16. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck do any of these mean? And it's all what like, are all these? It was, this one gives you plus 25% more gold. This one gives you plus 35% more gold and plus 10% more experience. It's like, and when you play through that game, if you play on anything other than like hell difficulty, it's way too easy. And so like, mm-hmm. why do the other ones even exist? So I do appreciate that it's just like, cool, there's an easy mode, there's a hard mode. And then of course there's a hardcore permadeath mode. So that seems much more approachable and much less confusing. Especially for a beta. I'm sure full release will have fucking 17 difficulty modes, but in the beta <laughs> or early on, yeah, I'm with you. Just give me something easier. And then once I clear it, then give me fucking 17 options. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up. Dios Mio Indeed. <laughs> it's from Rebecca Valentine at IGN, the lady who blocked Holden Depardo. Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed a second time. And while it doesn't seem to be a long delay, we're now uh, once again without a clear release date for Firaxis's tactical RPG. In today's Take 2 earning results, the publisher revealed that it has moved back the launch of Midnight Suns, quote, to ensure the team at Firaxis Games in 2K deliver the best possible experience for our fans, end quote. It's expected to arrive later this fiscal year, which for Take 2 means sometime be- before March of 2023, but we don't have a specific date yet. Additionally, only PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S players will get to jump in on that date. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch versions are planned for even later than that. Uh, don't care because I have an actual console. That's awesome. Uh, speaking <laughs> to Take Two <laughs> CEO Strauss Zelnick, uh, he reiterated that his second delay was due to a search for quality and a great deal of confidence that we have a wonderful title on our hands. And we want to make sure it's as good as it can possibly be. When asked if there was any concern that Midnight Suns would dip out of the fiscal year a second time, uh, aka get delayed a third time, it's very true. He replied, "I'm not concerned about that." Uh, so you know. I don't, there's even less competition for Game of the Year now. Yeah. This was probably going to definitely overtake Elden Ring and God of War couldn't eat Iron Man's ass on the best day. <laughs> no, I was just very excited. I was just very excited for this uh, game. And I mean, I want it to be good, so I'm not going to complain. What was it before? It October? Sooner than later. It was October 7th October. was the okay. original. Well, it was the second day that it got pushed to. It was originally early 2022, like May or something, I think pushed to October and now pushed before March. Again, if it's good and it's polished and great, I don't care. And again, I'll, I have a PC, PS5, and Xbox, so I'll be able to play it early. So uh, I just hope it's good, but that does suck because I really, really wanted to play it. But yeah. it is what it is. I imagine we'll probably see an actual date like in the next four to six weeks. My guess is that they say, hey, we know we're not going to make it out in time for holiday. So we're not mm-hmm. even going to try to play that. But we know it's going to be before the end of March. But we don't know what else is coming out that first quarter of the year next year yet. But we know that um, Gamescom and Opening Night Live is coming up in just a couple weeks. So they're probably like, there's probably going to be a lot of announcements. We'll get a better idea of what's coming out and when. And so we can strategically pick our date. Because they don't want to say a date. And then at Opening Night Live, we find out there are five AAA games coming out also on that date. And they're like, just kidding, we're moving it yet again to get out of the way of those. So I imagine we'll probably get a, a more firm date. Once all of that announcement season dies down. Yep, I hope so. It has been fun, though, because on their YouTube channel, yeah, I've been watching on their YouTube, they've been doing a breakdown of every character and, like, what their moveset in the game is. And, like, here's the cards and here's how that works. So that's been fun to watch. So I assume they were getting close, but they want more time for polish. And, again, I'm not going to complain. It'll just be Game of the Year 2023. So that's right. uh, no big deal. No big deal. There's no competition that year at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up. 
Is there a fire sale for Square? It's a fire! Ay, ay, ay! Muy caliente from Chris <laughs> Skellian at VGC. You could tell I took four years of Spanish in high school. Uh, Square Enix <laughs> wants, to sell stakes, wants to sell stakes in some of its development studios to improve capital efficiency, it's reported. According to analyst David Gibson, the sale of Crystal Dynamics and Eidos to Embracer Group was phase one of Square Enix's plans, and phase two will be diversification of studio capital structure. Uh, rising development cost of making games means with 100% owned studio, they need to be selective and concentrate resources, which limits expansion. Uh, th this is all from Gibson. He, he wrote down stuff as he was listening to a call. As such, the publisher will be doing uh, a studio portfolio review. Uh, according to Gibson's recall, the biggest impact is on EU-US studios around large titles, and that change means Square Enix will be able to allocate resources and mainly to Japan titles. Uh, so Square Enix is looking to sell stakes in its studio to in its studios to others. Looking to sell stakes in its studios to others to improve capital efficiency. Good reward. Right uh, when others like Sony, etc., are buyers, I would expect Sony, Tencent, Nexon, etc., would be interested. So it's a lot of uh, money, money talk, you know. Uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie where he screams and does cocaine. <laughs> uh, to me, it seems like they're moving stuff around and they're doing even more to try to, it seems like maybe potentially get bought. Like they're like, all right, we already sold off this stuff. Let's move more stuff around so that we look better and more valuable to a potential buyer. That's what everyone's telling me, but I'm also not a money person. So I don't, you know, what do I know? Yeah. I feel like they've over the, we've talked about how, wild their expectations are for sales and like rise of the or tomb raider could never be good enough for them and and marvel's avengers despite its initial success could never be good enough we've talked about how wild those expectations are but the one thing that they are constantly uh proud of is is you know their final fantasy and their dragon quest and all that kind of stuff so it this feels like they're trying to trim the fat of the things that they don't necessarily want full control over anymore and they're like we want to be fiscally responsible for what's most successful to us and that's the jrpgs that's the you know these japanese franchises and we want other people to help share the financial load of all the stuff that's like it's good but it's like not something that we want to have our whole thing tied up in so uh and it uh, this last sentence kind of mentions like this is right around the time when you know big guys are doing really big acquisitions so they're like hey let's let's jump in on some of this we don't want tomb raider right now so let's sell it to to um fucking embracer group we don't want whatever the next franchise is necessarily we don't want these groups so let's sell it while money's hot makes sense yeah i was i thought they were just they're just trying to get down and just do their their bread and butter final fan well you, you've named them that's all that they really want to do and i guess you know it's easier to have a couple you know like four or five studios just doing the things that you know are hits compared to 10 studios like we're gonna do hits and maybe this thing or we don't know um yeah i wouldn't be shocked if they just get rid of more stuff or get bought. I honestly think that they're just trying to position themselves to get bought by somebody. Um, Sony makes sense because they keep putting stuff exclusive on Sony anyways. So I guess like perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I don't really know. Pay attention to Square Enix. They're going to do something real big. Potentially. Uh, this one is funny. This is perfect <laughs> because, well, first of all, the headline's perfect because I made it. But second of all, <laughs> I just had real life experience with this. We'll get to that in a second. Netflix gaming could get Batgirled. 
some great Ooh. spinfall in GameSpot. Topical. <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts. Batgirl got canceled by Discovery. Uh, a new report from CNBC has revealed that statistics behind Netflix's budding mobile games library, as well as what the company's intentions might be moving forward. Uh, the Netflix branded games on mobile have been downloaded 23.3 million times globally, globally with around 1.7 million daily users, according to Apptopia. However, the amount of downloads represents less than 1% of Netflix's 221 million subscribers. Those numbers have been steadily increasing since May of 2022. Currently, a Netflix account will grant access to 24 games, including Into the Breach, Moonlighter, Stranger Things, 1984. Uh, Netflix plans to double its catalog of games by the end of the year. Netflix has both acquired and founded uh, numerous game studios, including Night School and Next Games. Remember, they bought Night School. Oh, I forgot about Night School games. Yeah. Uh, the streaming giant's gaming acquisitions and output represents a significant expense, with acquisition of Next Games, for example, costing an estimated $72.3 million. Uh, the CNBC report uh, points to a shareholder statement from 2021 where the company named Epic Games and TikTok as competitors for time and attention. Uh, funny thing about this is... I was sitting, uh, I was like, I kind of want to play a game on my phone. I never play a game on my phone. And I went to Netflix and I'm like, oh, that's right. Netflix has games. And I literally just downloaded Into the Breach on my phone last night before this story. I even looked at this story and it came out. Um, but at, I, I'll just say my, my feelings on it is it feels, I love how they put this thing in here at the end about Epic Games. Because that reminded me that Epic Games like just took losses and losses and losses to build up like a brand and an identity and now people know what epic is and use it talking about specifically epic game store on pc yeah but they're like hey we're gonna give out free games constantly and people will download it just to get the free games and they'll say we're never gonna buy anything and but then eventually they're like well i got a lot of games on here let me check out the sale da, 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 da. like i i thought i was never gonna buy anything on epic and i've bought a couple games on there so like you know i've also taken hundreds of dollars in free games <laughs> yes. uh but that is how it works. Like you get, you lose money up front, and you so you can gain money in the back end. So, I hope that Netflix doesn't give up on it too quickly. Because again, I do like Night School. I think that they make cool games. And the idea that I could, I just went on my Netflix app on my phone. And it's like here, here's Into the Breach for free. Into the Breach is an awesome game. It's amazing. I love it a lot. So I hope that they don't give up too much. But you know, let's bump up these numbers. Also, there's been like literally no marketing. If you're not like paying attention to games news, how yeah. would you know that Netflix has video games? I guess it's a thing they need to work on. Yeah. It's as someone like we cover video game news and video game industry weekly. And it's still something that I completely forget exists all the time. Yeah. But I also feel like they are hamstrung by the platform. Like they, they are trying to sell or they're trying to sell subscriptions to mobile games. And like you have this whole access to this catalog of games in a way that like, especially on iOS is completely bonkers and weird and backwards like you you can't there's not a, a place where you can go in the netflix app and say hey here are all the games i'm just going to tap a button to download it. it it like links you to the app store for each of the individual mm. games and you got to go there and you got to like log in with your netflix credentials and it's it's weird and clunky and nobody's well, going to do that yeah but yeah. it's because you know the limitations of the app store and and third-party stores on iphone and all that kind of stuff so it, that probably was hamstringing them from the beginning, and maybe they were just betting on Epic Games winning that lawsuit and changing everything about how all of those third-party app stores work on iOS, but they didn't, and so maybe they're now just like, fuck. Well, yeah, well, maybe yeah. we don't do this crazy anymore. Because me on Android, yeah, I just go to the Netflix app, click on download game. It takes me straight to the link in the store that's like, here, download this for free. I'm like, oh, cool. But again, that's also on Android and not, you know, with Apple doing their 
proprietary stuff. So yeah. I didn't realize it would be a, a more difficult. But either way, they still haven't marketed it regardless. I also never get on Netflix, so maybe they do market it. I just don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you. As someone who has been uh, using my sister's Netflix for the last two months, uh, I never saw anything about games. Yeah, at all. I wouldn't think so. Uh, but yeah, these games, Into the Breach is awesome. Moonliner is awesome. I heard good thing about the Stranger Things games. Uh, so yeah, I hope they keep at it. And uh, that'll be cool. That is it for the stories, though. That's it. Segment from Adam. <laughs> what was that? Harry Potter. Harry fucking Potter. What a what a fun actor. Uh, so segment from Adam this week. I brought back an oldie with a goody. A goody. A goody. <laughs> oldie with a goody. A goody. This is a great one. Uh, and it's also the last time we can do this. Uh-oh. Well, for this year. Oh. I was winking oh. with my eyes closed. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're playing a little bit of armchair. What did I call it? Not armchair quarterback. Armchair game development. Or yeah, game oh, publisher, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Armchair. Okay. We're, we're Chad. Hey. What is the company that you did not do? Oh, jeez. Can you remember? You did PlayStation first. And I, I did, feel like you did, I did Microsoft. Next. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now hey, we're, yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Nintendo. It's at the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, Chad, you got to come help us out. We thought we were going to have a better year. Some people say it was good. Other people say, who gives a fuck about Xenoblade Chronicles 3? I don't know. Chad, we've got a $100 budget <laughs> and you need to help us. Actually, you know, because it's the end of the year. We only have a seventy-five dollar budget. <gasps> oh, you need to but. help us get games for the end of the year. So you're gonna here's our catalog. We're gonna rush these games out. Okay. And we need you to help us complete the rest of the year, the second half of the year, and get us some good stuff. So you are taking okay. control of the boardroom of Nintendo, and I need you to give me five games over the course of seventy-five dollars to complete the end of the year. Okay. Um, again, they can be our and all of our, oh. All we lost all our IP. We had to go get them back. Oh no! That's also the big thing. <laughs> They're all free agents, so we had to get them back. So you don't just have more; you have to get Mario back, okay? Et cetera, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So we're Nintendo. Seventy-five dollars. We need five games. Talk to me. I'm everyone's agent. Okay, hold on. I'm. Want? I am. I am uh, navigating. Everyone's seeing this happen live. Mm-hmm. And I'm navigating <laughs> to. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I pulled up the Nintendo thing with all the series and all that shit okay yeah all right so we got 75 bucks yeah gotta start buying back my 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 shit yep and i believe i don't remember exactly what it was but 20 bucks will get you they cannot refuse franchise tag they have to that's be right that's team. right that's right okay okay yeah so here's you a here's the thing here's the thing dkc buddy dkc best platformers of all time mm -hmm. arguably we're going to start strong with DKC, Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong, all right. Who are you getting to develop it? Not that it matters, I'm just curious. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. We're going to go back to we're going to go back to Retro. Retro. Yep. So, Tropical Freeze was good. Yeah. V good. V good. Some of the best. Okay. Uh, you're coming at us for like, hey, you know Donkey Kong, he's got that big donkey dick. It's not going to come cheap. Uh how about we'll just start the asking price at, I don't know, 20 bucks? How do you feel about mm, that? Well, here's the thing. At 20 bucks, I could just permanently say, yes, this is mine no matter what. Ta-ta. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to come back and say, listen, this is a franchise that like you all want, but you also don't care about. 
You remade <laughs> Tropical Freeze, which is a 35,000-year-old game, and that's it. So how about I dust off your classic and bring you back some Mun Mun for 15? I think 15 is fair. Okay. 15 DKC. We can work with that. Lock it in. That's the sound of a lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong is getting himself a new banana cake. He's all about it. Uh, all right. So that's one down and 50. Do the math, please. 60 bucks left. 60 bucks. 60 bucks all right. left and one game down. What are we doing? We got four left, right? Four games. Ring, ring. Oh, oh, ring, ring. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting a call. Hello? Hey, this is uh, Big Dick Sony over here just swinging my big old slonger around. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Nintendo? hold on. Atreus, do you know a, a Big Dick? This might, I think this is for you. I'm sorry, can you repeat your name again? That name was copyrighted. This is Mr. Sony. <laughs> oh, so Sony, what's up? What's up, Sony? Yeah. Hey, we're here. We're hanging out. Um, actually, hold up. I gotta call you back. Okay. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hold on. I know you're not there anymore, but I've got another call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch. Hey, hey this is Activision. Up? Hey, what's up? I forgot that we don't that Sony doesn't own that game anymore. We own it now. <laughs> hey, this is Activision. Um, hey, Activision. Hold on. A... I'm on the other line with Sony. Let me, let me tell them I'm going to call them back. Hold on. Okay. Hello? Oh, shit. No, they hung up. Hold on. Activision, just kidding. They're not there anymore. Yeah, I know. Sony's right next to me. We're in the, we're in the same restaurant. Oh, uh, so... damn. Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was it's too crowded. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, they serve alcohol there. I'm Nintendo. I, and I yeah, can't. yeah, you can't have any of that. So we know uh -huh. that you guys need to fill the end of the year. Right. We know you like your your fun platformers and your fun colorful characters. How mm -hmm. do you feel about Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> How do you feel about Spyro? Do either one of those interest you? We can we got them both on the table. Listen, man, you guys are drunk. You guys are drunk. <laughs> you tell you tell Sony. You tell Sony. I said, what's up? But uh, no, nah, you guys have a good night. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you in the morning. Drink water. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Gatorade. All right. No spiral or crash. Oh, huh? no, no, no. We don't want none of that shit on our console. Yeah, okay. We want to push our own shit. We want to push that Mario. That what do you good, got? Good. So here's what we got. Um, we're going to do... You don't want it. But mm -hmm. we're going to do it. Metroid. Okay. Sports. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Federation voices coming off the bench. So we're going we're gonna to dig out this, this Metroid. You know, we know we're not working on any other 2D Metroids after Metroid Dread. And we know how much people love the world of Metroid and specifically Samus Aran. So we're going to do what everyone's been asking for, Metroid Sports. And it's gonna. We're gonna sell all sorts of plastic peripherals for you to use. Awesome. Uh, you can do it in Zero Suit Samus, or you can. There's a special guest character Yoga Trainer from Wii U. Fit. So. Yeah, we like that. Um, and because Metroid traditionally doesn't sell, and we know that, we're gonna go ten bucks. Sell. Good. Yes. Great. Perfect. Okay. We've been retired. We're like the player that tore his ACL three years ago and never got another job, and now you're calling us up out of the blue. Absolutely. <laughs> Metroid's place for ten. What we would we would have took two dollars, bro. We're taking the ten though. We're in here. <laughs> we, made right, so we, got, big. we have fifty bucks left for three games. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, here's e e easy money. Easy mm -hmm. money for us. Because we don't allow mature games on here, we're gonna we're gonna ring up that Splatoon 
and say, hey, Splatoon, mm-hmm. what's going on? What's going on? We know we don't have to do anything fucking different. We just have to put a new number on it, and people are going to buy it and play it for some reason. Oh, we had that plan in a couple of weeks to just put out the next game with one extra map and sell it and say it's three. Uh-huh. We're ready for it. Uh-huh. Right Not even a new paint hands. color. That's it. It's just the same old shit. And so we're going to yeah. get Splatoon back. Easy money. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, we'll offer because... Because there's not a lot of meat to those bones. We're gonna mm. go ten bucks. How's that sound? I'll do it because Adam doesn't give a fuck about Splatoon. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not even gonna argue with you. All right. Ten bucks, take Splatoon. Alright, ten bucks. I tried from it, Splatoon. did not like it. Perfect. Yeah, me neither. This shit's this shit's dumb. Uh all right, that leaves us forty bucks for two more games, which means three games. whatever. Yeah. Forty bucks for two games. Well, when you have three games, oh, yeah, you I have, have forty bucks left. Which means I get that twenty dollar on each and I just have whatever I want now. That's true. Um, I feel like we don't need Super Smash Bros. anymore because we have a new Fire Emblem game coming out, I'm sure. And this is essentially the same thing now. Mm-hmm. But here's what we are gonna do. We are going to bring back this one, the, uh, one for me, one for them. Okay. You know, I do, I do one movie for them to get me the money so that I can do the one movie I for me. The thing I Here's the do. me. Here's yeah. the what I'm doing for me. Golden Sun. Okay. Golden Sun. Haven't seen that shit since Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah, we're going to bring back Golden Sun. $20. Boom. Bam. Done. And who's, Now, the next person, you can literally name anybody you want to because you put a franchise tag and they cannot say no. Yep. So go big as fuck. Or do whatever you want. Part of me <laughs> part of me wants to like come out of left field. But uh, sorry, no. So we briefly considered 1080 snowboarding. As a franchise tag. <laughs> we briefly considered it. But we decided to fold that into the team who's making Metroid Sports. And now Samus okay, is gonna snowboard. Yeah. Samus yeah, yeah. snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um So here's what's next. We're gonna re-release. We're gonna we're gonna bring in Mario. Now this is gonna be this is gonna be weird because right. it's not a new game that we're making. We're just, it's the Mario franchise. We're just gonna release all the Mario platformers, but now you can play as Peach in all of it, and we're just gonna call it Year of Peach. Year of Peach. Yep. All right. And for twenty uh, franchise tag, Mario can't argue. He's got to sit there in his union outfit and just fucking take it. Yep. He made that deal. The CBA made that deal for Mario. He's got no choice in it. Yep. Well, and that go. takes care of so, the platformer thing. And you know, people are going to buy that shit anyway, so... All the 2D platform Mario games, but Peach, you can play Peach now. Right. You remember when they did that with Luigi? It was like, here's like three different games we used to do, but now you play as Luigi, and we call it Year of yeah. Luigi, and we just repackage it with Luigi on the cover. Yeah. It's going to work. Year Peach, too. Look at that. Yeah. Next will be Year Toad. <laughs> I think that's a pretty solid lineup. So we yeah. have uh, Year of Peach, all the Mario... 2D platformers. Uh-huh. We've got Golden Sun, just for Chad. Yep. We have Donkey Kong Country, coming back in a new way. Yep. Um, and we have Sam Sports. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the last one? Um, fuck, what was the last one? I can't believe I gave up Pokemon. Dummy. They've already got two games coming out this year. That's oh, right. yeah, that's right, that's right. What was the last one? You guys can rewind it and figure it out. I don't <laughs> It was. I don't even fucking know. Oh well, that's your second one. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. 
All right, and that gives us to Game on Game Show. The Game on our Gaming Show, we play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. Here's what we've got this week. We've got a game called Now Flesh It Out. Now Flesh It Out. It's been a while since we've played this. It's been about three months. And mm, for those playing at home, this is usually the game that comes whenever I mm, was un- unprepared. And it's easy to just think of three pairs of things and say, let's figure out what that game looks like. So that means I've been really well prepared since May 9th when we last played. Yeah, very true. All right. But here's how we're going to twist this one. You know, the last, like, five or six times we played this, there's a little bit of a twist on it. This one, they announced today, for some reason, that there is a new live-action Pac-Man movie coming. They did. Yep. Cool. So we're going to, we're going to, we're mushing up games with movies, but they're still going to stay oh, games. So it's not squishing me into a movie, Daddy. Movies? No, okay. it's still, it's still, we're playing a game, but what happens if this game now gets extra deal? Like, like Forza Horizon 5 with Hot Wheels. Okay, but this is game with other licensed content. What is this? What does this new thing look like? Okay, okay. So we're gonna start with something I think is right up your alley in both ways. Mm. What does it look like when we mash up XCOM? Oh, I'm already here I'm with already minions. <laughs> XCOM with minions. Fuck <laughs> yeah! I've got this perfectly. Here's what we're gonna do. Well, of course we can flush it out. I number one say just fucking steal rabbits and just fucking turn the rabbits into minions. Fucking done. <laughs> Literally, it's the same game. Oh, the, same the Mario Rabbids game. Oh, I fucking totally forgot that was a thing. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. But just make it minutions. But here's my actual idea, right? Okay. Yep. Is it is a mobile game, and you can take five turns, and then you have to wait an hour, or you pay ten dollars because kids love minions, and they'll pay fucking ten dollars to keep playing <laughs> turns with those minions. And it's basically like, yeah, we, you are minions and grew. And you attack men, young men in suits, teenage boys in suits who went to go see the movie. We're making fun <laughs> of the meme kids. Um, and you like go through and you blast them and all the different minions. You got different sizes. They all got different weapons and different abilities. And the end boss at the end of it is uh, Trey Parker. Or is it Matt? It's one of the it's one of the South Park guys who was in Minions or was in Despicable Me 3 was the bad guy. And we're going after him just because I want to hear the South Park boys' voice again. I didn't so, realize they had such big talent in that movie. It was pretty cool. So we are playing Rise of Gru version of Minions, but the enemy at the end is the guy from South Park, and we attack the mean boys in the suits from when that movie came out in theaters. And you get to pay a <laughs> dollar every five turns or wait an hour. I love that. I love that That's so great. much. Was the, was the boys in suits a mean thing? That I know, I think they was just like middle school boys who were like, "Hey, let's go see Minions: Rise of Gru in suits because fucking we're doing TikTok shit." I don't. Fucking, yeah. They all enjoyed the movie. They're all sitting in the movie like very professional and very respectful. Yeah. I don't know if it was a mean. I don't know what it was. They were just doing it. There was, I think it was Dallas that told me that he went to go see some movie and there was a bunch of kids in suits. Like maybe they were getting kicked out or something like that because it was. Yeah. The At theater was like fed up and they're like, "No, stop it! <laughs> You're distracting stop us money." Yeah, right. Please, we're a dying industry, and we don't want your money anymore. So yeah, my mobile game will make so much money because kids love minions. They don't care. They'll pay a yeah. dollar every five turns. And they get to turns. do it on a, on a tablet or a phone. Like, yeah, fuck Absolutely. yeah, they want that. That's exactly that's all they want in life is minions on a tablet. Yeah. Love it. All right, next up, Mass Effect mm-hmm. crossed with John Wick. 
thought you were going to say Great America. <laughs> <laughs> no. We already know what that game looks like, and it's not good. Mass Effect mixed with John Wick. All right, perfect. So we get either... Uh, you get... It's... Uh, what's his name? The dude from the first game. It's it's called Mass Effect Commander Spectre. Shepard? No, Spectre. And it's a story of a Spectre who gets disavowed, and someone kills a space puppy. And it is, <laughs> and it's an action game where you go across the galaxy, fuck, and because you're a specter, so you have you know carte blanche to do whatever you want, and the laws don't apply to you. And you've got all the cool weapons, and you are an alien man who's a specter, and he goes across the galaxy killing everybody uh, to get a space puppy, and everyone in space is like, it's the Papa Yaga, it's the Papa Yaga, <laughs> and you just, and it's just like a really cool stylus action game where you, you know, you go around and fuck everybody. Think of like. Uh, me a devil may cry being like action RPG yeah. combat in Mass Effect with you know like alien boys and sons and and, and guns and swords, uh, and everyone calls you the Pepe Ike. <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a missing element that we have to figure out of like Mass Effect is full of like politics and you know the Paragon mm-hmm. and Renegade choices and like how does that factor into this game? Uh, if you so John Wick does it all the time where. He, like, talks to people, and he's like, haven't seen you in a while. How's work been treating you? And then, like, he'll fight an assassin, and then they'll, if they respect him, he'll, like, not kill him and, like, let him live. And then that you get to make choices in the game. It's like, oh, are you going to be nice to your old pal Garrus Jr.? Not Garrus from the game. It's his son. And it's like, <laughs> if you're nice to Garrus, maybe he comes back later and helps you. He's, the, he's you. the son of Commander Shepard and Garrus when you romance, romance in the first game. Absolutely. That's canon. Yes. That, that's happened. Uh, so, yeah, you get to make choices about, like, what potential enemies and friends you can make. And people are there to help you or hinder you as you're the, 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 the baby Yaga looking for your space dog. <laughs> Love it. Last one. Saints Row mm-hmm. crossed with the Trolls franchise. Which one? There are multiple the, the Trolls movie world. The movie one. Which one? And there are multiple trolls movies. Yeah, and the ones with like, like really bad the hair that are naked. You're talking and... about the kid trolls with the dancing or singing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, are yeah. like horror movies called Trolls that are really, really bad. Oh uh, no, no, we're awful. talking about we're talking about kid trolls that Justin have been around Timberlake forever. And old girl who's very talented. Yeah. What's her name? Anna Faris. Is Anna Faris a troll in that movie? The, who's the main troll? Look up who's prince. Look up who's Princess Poppy trolls. Type in Princess Poppy trolls, and I'll tell you exactly who it is. Princess Poppy. I think she's in Frozen. Trolls. I think Actress girl, is Anna Kendrick. Kendrick oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. I knew that. Anna Kendrick and and Jay Timbrey. By the way, trolls. Shockingly, very good movie. Very yeah. cool songs. Very fun. It's a good time, especially if you have kids or if you're just an adult man who likes to watch fun movies. Uh, so, McElroy Brothers make an appearance in the in that they franchise. Do. Yeah, I did not hear them, but they're apparently in that second movie. They get residuals uh, for like multiple dollars every month. A couple dollars every yeah. month. Yeah, look at that. Three dollars <laughs> and twelve cents. Yeah. Uh, so what were we mixing with trolls? Saints Row. Saints Row with trolls. I just think of like you got to be crime trolls, right? Like they're trolls doing crimes. They're living under the stairs having their dance parties and then at nighttime like they rob the safe of the people who live in the house and i don't know but it's got to be silly because saints row is silly i yeah and i feel like there's like it lends itself well to like you know the glitter and stars and stickers and and all of that like with the silly saints row running around beating people with a giant dildo i feel like those go really well together 
I think we just go through every location in the movie and it's like an open zone game and you just do like arcade run around fuck around high score stuff let's make it simple it's like oh we're in pop troll world where all the pop music trolls live and you just run around and there's like stars and guitars on the walls and then you just like drop kick other trolls because <laughs> that's, that's how you get points we do something like that dope sure into it all right that's it for game on game show and that is it for episode 270 oh there's about to be mountain dew coming back up all over oh. the place uh that's it for episode 270 thank you everyone for listening you've got homework and mail harry met sally was billy crystal in both you've got mail and harry met sally I don't think I've ever seen actually. You've got mail Tom those. Hanks. Tom Hanks, is it? I've yeah. I've I've cooled off on Tom Hanks movies. If if I see that Tom Hanks is in something, I was like, I'm snooze fest, not interested. It's gonna be a safe mm-hmm. pandering Hollywood movie, and my mom's gonna fucking go ape shit for it. Yeah. And that's Watch how I feel the about ship Tom Hanks. Movie on Apple TV Plus where yep. Tom Hanks is the captain of a ship. Yep. Captain Phillips. My mom asks me about every month. Did you watch Captain Phillips yet? <laughs> nope, still haven't. <laughs> no, mother, stop asking me about Captain Phillips. <laughs> um, <laughs> so your homework, Mr. Predator, is uh, to go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, drop us a buck, and get exclusive access to vote on our upcoming games that we play. So we last month, the month of July... We played through a game called Metal Wolf Chaos XD. You can catch that review discussion, that barf backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. You can catch that discussion up right now on podcasts and YouTube services uh, where we chatted at length about all of our favorite lines from it. And uh, Cozy and Adam made me regret ending as early as I did in that game. So check out that discussion. But you all voted for August's game. And August's theme was all around moms and moms and birthdays it's it's alex's mom's birthday mom's birthday (laughs) (laughs) and so we chose games that were all around moms or something like that or women strong female women uh so you all voted for bayonetta one right it was bayonetta bayonetta one yep the first bayonetta game which again remember does not have the don't show me boobs mode so make sure you're not playing with your babies around the tv otherwise they'll see boobies no. Actually, I don't know. if They don't show nips. It's on a Nintendo console. Um, but they do show jiggles. Yeah. So go, say, go play Bayonetta 1. I think I'm going to use this as an excuse to play baby-ass baby mode on Bayonetta 1 because I played that years ago when it first came to Switch, but I never played Bayonetta 2, which is apparently like 10 out of 10 on a lot of gaming sites. So mm-hmm. I'm going to baby, baby mode Bayonetta 1 real quick, and then I think I'm going to play Bayonetta 2 on my Switch. Bayonetta 2, there you go. Because I got them both in that dual pack. Do that. And uh, go on Twitter and at Fire. Let us know what you think of the movie Prey. Watch Prey on Hulu. It's great for the whole family. Uh, It's just like HBO Max, which is now owned by Warner Bros. Discovery. And all your favorite HBO Max originals are going away. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) They're all gone. Yep. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much for watching uh, and listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Go watch the rehearsal on HBO. Don't ask what it is ahead of time. Just go watch the rehearsal as well. It's on HBO Max. It's great for the family. You can watch it all. There's a holiday. Labor Day is coming up. You can go to your your Labor Day, normal vacation plans for Labor Day. You get all of the family together and celebrate the labor unions 
And you do that by watching the rehearsal and how much work goes into yeah. changing this one person's life and one conversation.